The Calgary Flames played a very well-fought game against the Seattle Kraken and finally snapped their six-game losing streak, but at what cost? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Bomasto, and thank you so much for joining me here today as we talk about the Flames' first win in what feels like a decade. But be sure to subscribe to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, on YouTube as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. The Flames left the Kraken stranded at sea in a 6-3 win on Saturday. And we're going to talk all about Mangiapane and his behavior, just the overall performance, and what what next? Now that they have finally gotten themselves on track, potentially closer to the track, and maybe they can string a few wins together, where, where do they go from here? And we're going to talk about that here on Locked on Flame. Martin Pospisil made his NHL debut on Saturday night and scored his first NHL goal. And I think we just, we need to congratulate and celebrate that because this is now two games in a row where the Flames have had uh, players debut and score in their debut, which is really exciting. I think that you know, Pospisil really needed this. He struggled with injuries and he was drafted back in, I believe it was 2018. So it's been quite the fight for him to get here. And he just, I hope that he's feeling so great about himself and really celebrating this. But Nick DeSimone also had his first NHL point. It was on secondary assist on, I believe it was Michael Backlund's goal. So congratulations. Great to see everyone kind of reaching their these milestones, right? We do have to talk about some of the other ugly aspects of the game as well, because what is a hockey game without somebody acting a fool And Saturday night? The fool was Andrew Mangiapane. Hey everyone, it's Editing Jess here. As soon as I stopped recording, the uh, Department of Player Safety announced a one-game suspension for Andrew Mangiapane. So he is only missing one game against uh, Nashville, which questionable call. But anyways, yes, one-game suspension for Andrew Mangiapane. And just throwing that out there so you don't think that... (laughs) Don't know what I'm talking about. There was truly no reason for this. McCann didn't instigate anything. He didn't like shove Mangiapane. Like there, there was no reason for this other than Mangiapane being frustrated, which is not an excuse. That is not an excuse. It was uncalled for. It was unsafe, pathetic. There are no words to describe how idiotic this was. And if you are so frustrated with your game, and how things are going, maybe talk to someone. Uh, I know that they have like a sports psychologist and maybe take a kickboxing class to get out some anger. Cross-checking someone in the back of the head is not safe. Nazem Kadri can tell you all about his suspension that he earned back in the 2019 playoffs by doing the same thing to Jake DeBrusque. So emotions run high. You're an adult. You're a professional athlete. Act like one. The Flames did 
uh, you know, score three goals in a row, unanswered goals, after Manjupani was tossed from the game. One of their goals that they did give up, though, did come on the power play, um, the five-minute major, that I believe it was Pospisil served for Dubay. And it was, it was fine. You know what? It shouldn't have happened, right? But the Flames did play from behind for a little bit, but it wasn't to the point where it was in the Heritage Classic. They, they were, it was going, you know, kind of tit for tat for a little bit, like it was in Dallas. But the good thing here is that the Flames were able to get out in front of it with a whole frame to go. Uh, Noah Hannafin was able to score the tying goal at the end of the second period with five seconds left on the power play. And it was his first of the season. I would have thought, I truly thought Noah Hannafin had scored at least one goal before uh, Saturday night. So congratulations, Noah Hannafin. You are putting on, uh, you know, a great show for anyone that may be in the market for you. And AJ Greer had a beautiful breakaway uh, in the third period. And I, tr I truly thought that he was going to score here, but he didn't. And it ended up uh, being a situation where he set up Backland for the the goal that made it four to two. Sharon Govich scored the one that made it three. Backlund, he set Backlund up for a really nice play. <laughs> the puck was there and Backlund went for it. And it was great to see because you know what? Yes, the Flames had a one goal lead, but you never be comfortable with that because you're just, you, you need a little extra cushion, especially when you're playing a team that can score like the Seattle Kraken. So it was great to see, uh, you know, Backlund get another goal. And I truly thought that the team played well. Dan Vladar looked fantastic. I can't believe I have gone six and a half minutes and have not mentioned Dan Vladar. He made some incredible saves Saturday night that did not look like he had missed, a, not missed a week, but he, he hadn't played a game in over a week. So it was really nice to see him look alive and to be as sharp as he was. I was very frustrated with Mackenzie Weger. I hate even saying that because he has been one of the Flames' best players, but last night was probably his, or Saturday night was his weakest performance because he just had so many brutal giveaways and there were times where he just was not I don't want to accuse him of not paying attention, but he didn't, he didn't read the play correctly. And that's tough. You know, that is very tough. And especially when you're trying to still stick around and hang, hang in the game. But he led the team with almost 25 minutes on ice, which is nearly half the game. So I would love to know how that's possible. Does he plug himself in during intermission? Like what's his secret here? At the end of the day, a win is a win. They must feel so much better. They, the monkey is off of their back. They're probably going to be moving lighter. And they probably just feel better. They probably slept so well. It's probably going to be Flames Babies in August. I'm just saying. We are going to take a quick break here and uh, touch base on the next steps what where do where do the flames go from here what can they do but before we do that i do want to take a quick break 
and talk to you about our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, view from your seats, and their best price guaranteed, Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you everyone for hanging out with me today on this fine Monday edition of Lockdown Flames. Make sure you're following me on Twitter if you'd like, or X, whatever you're calling it these days, uh, at Jess Belmosto. I noticed one big thing about the Flames Saturday night. There were a lot less mistakes than there had been in prior games. When there were mistakes, like uh, like Mackenzie Wieger's giveaways, Dylan Dubé tripping, Mangiapane getting himself ejected and more than likely suspended. I, they didn't, it didn't build up. It didn't snowball. And that is one thing that this team has struggled with. So for them to just kind of be able to make the mistake and move forward and still have a good game, I'm proud of them, okay? We're, we're just celebrating the small victories here because you know what? Things could be worse. We could be the San Jose Sharks conceding 10 goals in back-to-back games. Not great. I do have to, again, give credit to Dan Vladar because he made some Jacob Markstrom-like saves for a guy who has only seen the crease twice in 10 games. That's, you know, kind of impressive, I will say, for him to stay as sharp as he has and to the Kraken are a decent team so I'm I, I'm just gonna take this as a win really it's not a smart decision you just you can't be making emotional based decisions I, I don't know how many times we have we've had to say that already this season especially Rasmus Anderson I am looking at you and it is so frustrating because I know that these guys know better. We all know that they know better, but just the in the heat of the moment, they're frustrated. And go take a kickboxing class like I recommended earlier because <coughs> for him, he's more than likely going to miss three, to three, four, or five games. This new adversity that the Flames are more than likely going to be facing. And the only one that did this was himself. Jared McCann did not frame him. He did not do anything to warrant that. He'd have to do something like pretty severe, I think, to warrant that kind of response. And that didn't happen. Manjipani just, I, I'm pretty sure he missed the shot on goal and then kind of pushed McCann. And with the adversity that the Flames are facing now, they, they have to learn. They have to, you know, think quickly on their feet here. And this, thankfully, this is an avoidable adversity. This isn't something long term. But again, they wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to be having this discussion had Mangiapane just done what like a normal 27 year old would do and just not react like that. If you if you're that frustrated, just swear. Anyways, the Preds come to town on Tuesday and that that's going to be very exciting. <laughs> I need everyone to understand that the Predators 
playing very good hockey this year. I, it's still early. It is not time to, you know, say they're the Stanley Cup champions, obviously. But I do think that this is a much different team than we've seen in years prior and even different from the one we saw six, seven months ago. I, I mean, look at how they've performed against Edmonton this season. I think, you know, they have had several games recently, I would say within the last week, that are so phenomenal. So offensively driven. You see Saros doing his thing in that. It's it's fun to watch, but not when you're on the other side of things. The one thing I do worry about with the Preds is the amount of penalties they take. I think that that is going to be the biggest killer for this team. I have a very difficult time with... I mean, I watched... I saw them play uh, the Bruins last month in October at, in Boston. And they took a lot of penalties... That were just silly. They very much like the Flames and how they started the season, where it was like, la la la, let's why well, play five on five when we can go sit in the box for two minutes. So maybe they'll clean, maybe they've cleaned that up a little bit, but the Flames penalty kill uh might not have much of a workout if the Flames decide to not commit ice crimes. But I do think that. We need to see more of what we saw these last two games. The last two games for the Flames have been, I would say, the best games of the season. Game against Dallas, yeah, they kind of fell apart. But they they didn't take their foot off the gas. There were definitely moments where the defense and did was not de- defensing. They weren't defending and were out of position. But thing, it just it felt like they were playing better looser like they actually knew how to play hockey and felt comfortable falling back on things however Mark Savard please fix the power play I don't know what's happening but they struggled very much Uh, the only power play goal in last night's game for the Flames came at the end of the end of the power play with five seconds left, and it's because Noah Hannafin just ripped one. Which, I mean, you gotta do, you gotta do, whatever. You gotta do what you gotta do. That's the saying. I do, I want to see something a little bit better. I'm sure, like I mentioned earlier, I'm sure that they feel so much lighter as a team. They looked loose after the game. They looked like, truly like the weight of the world was off of their shoulders. I appreciate that they did not take their foot off the gas and came out buzzing in the third period, building off of what they built, you know, how they finished the second period. This is the first hump, okay? The second hump is going to be a little one here, hopefully, with Manjupani missing, more than likely missing a few games. But they need to go out and play every game like it's a game seven. At least for a little bit. (laughs) Just for a little bit, because they, they need to get some points back in back into their win column, right? They need to build a little bit of a foundation before we go anywhere near the slippery slope again. I is is this controversial? I I like I don't like talking badly about players because especially because this guy didn't really put himself in this situation. Dryden Hunt, can we put him back in the AHL? I just I understand that everything has to be done for a reason and whatever, but I the team played a lot better without him out on the ice. 
Dylan Dubé, you are next. <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, you saw how frustrated I was with him just cheesing, absolutely cheesing at the camera. It wasn't really at the camera. Really, he was just like looking. Um, and the camera caught it. But he, after tripping a guy and sending his team back on the uh, penalty kill, like you, people have been complaining about Tyler Bertuzzi, like smirking and laughing at Brad Marchand chirping the Leafs bench. To me, this was worse <laughs> because what are you doing? And I did, I don't want to harp on it too long, but I, I really do think that we got to figure something out there. Craig Conroy, I know you have Don Sweeney's phone number. And if not, you can call Bradtree Living and figure something out because please, a draft picks, that's fine. But Dryden Hunt, I do think, will have to be sent back down to the AHL at some point because he is not really working for this team. And then consistency matters. Consistency matters. So they need to figure out a way to make their game more replicable. And that's what uh huska was saying a few days ago he was like we need to find ways that we can just kind of replicate our game and fall back on it and cut copy and paste into other games and that's fine again you gotta do what you gotta do to win get the two points and leave coming up next we are going to wrap up the show with my three and a half four stars of the game because i couldn't choose just three and before we do that, I am going to take a quick break here and tell you all about FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $151 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around with me here on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Let's, let's wrap it up with some fantastic I just celebrations when <laughs> this is so embarrassing but last night when um Marty Pospisil scored that goal I was like they they can lose this game but I'm celebrating I don't care like I had counted the team out which is bad on my part but I was so happy for this kid because like I mentioned earlier he has been kind of not had the greatest start to his NHL career, professional hockey career, and it is so great to see. And if it, if rookies score, I love it. It just, it feeds my soul. So one of the stars was, of course, Marty Pospisil in his first NHL game and scoring his first NHL goal. He said it himself uh, post-game that he is living the dream, and I love that because... <laughs> When we say we're living the dream, it's like, I'm truly just living to clock out and go home and just watch hockey for the rest of the night. And when they say, you know, their hard work's actually paying off, right? I am so happy for him. There was a paper, more than likely paper transaction today, sending him back to the AHL. We'll see. I don't think that that, again, Ryan Pike said it was more than likely a paper transaction. And I trust him. He's a good, good source, right? 
Uh, Igor Sharangovich with the go-ahead goal in the third period came out buzzing. I liked what I what I saw from him uh, at five on five and on the power play. I thought that he looked good. I I think that he's kind of starting to establish himself and again get his footing underneath him. New team, new coach, new teammates. Like he's he had an adjustment period too, right? I think he has been kind of all over the place, but he's reining it in. I, that's that's bound to happen. I, I know people, including myself, were kind of hard on him, but when you take a step back, it's kind of like, okay, it was like two games. He he wasn't working on the first line, gonna put him where there's an opening. So I I really do like what we're seeing from him, and I hope that he can continue this because he has looked great. Um, you know, he looked great last night, and I I'm very interested to see what they do with him and if they move him back up to the top line, if in Mangiapani is more than likely uh, absence. So that's definitely something for me to keep, for all of us to keep an eye on, I would say. And my third and fourth star, I, I could not decide between these two. And it's mainly because they both performed very well, but one of them had an empty net goal. Which I don't want to say like that's, you know, kind of like a freebie because it, it's not, it still counts. <laughs> but Dan Vladar looked incredible. I have said that a handful of times this, this episode and I will say it again. I thought that he looked good. There were there was one goal that he was, he couldn't see. Someone was standing right in front of him. You're not going to be, you're not going to see that puck until it's over. Like it's coming and it's too late. And I believe there was a five hole goal as well. And you got to squeeze your pads. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but overall, I thought that he looked really great. I thought that he was making saves that could have easily turned into goals. And he really, he helped the Flames stay in the game and him and Jacob Markstrom both have done that now in back-to-back -back games. So it is great to see confidence back after that horrible, horrible performance against Detroit. He was reading things right. And of course, the captain. How can I not award the captain a star? Michael Backlund was great. He had two goals last night. And I, I think that he is just truly going, I think he may be a top shorthanded goal scorer this season. Not, I don't think he's going to be the leader, but I think he's going to have, he's going to be up there. He, he looked great. He looked great defensively. He looked great offensively, obviously. And I think his goals were a statement. Puts the nail in the coffin to the end of this losing streak. You can turn the page now. You're not trying to win. You have one. Now you got to go out there and do it again because you know you can do it. I, I don't know. I've never coached a hockey team, but I just know like the right things to say in like hard times. So if they need like a pep talk, you know where to find me. Thank you everyone for hanging out with us today on Locked on Flames. And tomorrow we will be talking all about the latest updates in Manjipani's hearing, uh, any news on trades or if anything's picked back up, I mean, I don't think the Flames are just gonna, you know, 
reinitiate conversations after one win. And if they do, that is so silly. But thank you, everyone. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. You can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast and of course on youtube as well and you can follow me on twitter at just belmosto until then stay safe stay hydrated be kind and wash your face